And they, you know, they're basically proposing that he's going to be a support animal. And I think that's lovely. And I think it's very nice. It's, it's something they could really use. Yeah, I think that actually every character on the show could use a support animal, quite frankly. And welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. I'm Louis Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. We're both a little tired from work. <laughs> but little... we're here to, to, to give you our heart take on uh, the episode that is called Reservoir Dogs, Chapter 89 of the Riverdale Saga. <laughs> How'd you feel about this one? Uh, I actually thought this was an okay episode. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't I, think it was awful. <laughs> it so much was happening all the time in this episode. Yes, that is true. <laughs> that like even if none of it was well done, because it wasn't. No, it was there not. Was, there was stuff going on. It was never like a dull thirty-minute scene in Archie's kitchen. At least there were no characters in this episode for, the, or I'd say ninety percent of the time behaving completely incongruous to everything that we know about them from the other seasons and episodes of the show yeah there's some real wild i i don't even want to say mood swings i want to say vibe swings between some of these characters agreed Agreed. uh, (laughs) that they try to justify in the writing that's like no 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 different from where like the third act compared to like the sixth act is two different people They're, they're different shows it's a different it's a whole different show it's a different thing just, so, in case you're tuning in for the first time, this is your favorite uh, Riverdale fan podcast hosted by two grown-ass adult comedians. You can follow <laughs> us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. You can interact with us. Uh, we're more than happy to chat with you about stuff. Thanks to all our fans that have picked back up with us as the hiatus has ended. Uh, yeah, and normally we start with some Riverdale uh, fan news, actor news, but it sounds like just we don't have a lot going on this week in terms of that. Here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. My algorithm has fully pushed Riverdale out. <laughs> so while I occasionally do check, it's not like naturally popping up in my feed the same way it used to. And like, that's for the best, not for the podcast, but for me, I'm like, this is fine. Yeah, maybe for your mental health, which is fine. <laughs> Is it, has it pushed mental out health, just my attention span your attention span has it pushed out riverdale and is it just all baseball now i was gonna say it's a lot of baseball and like a lot of like sports center top 10 clips of like some kid doing a cool backflip <laughs> there should be nice kids doing backflips on riverdale <laughs> that'd be a great addition to the show oh yeah uh, um <laughs> are there any videos on your feed of cute animals and you know where I'm I, going with this. <laughs> I I get some cute animals. I do. Well, a lot of dogs. You got a lot of dogs in this episode of Riverdale. I guess really only one dog. But there is, are more dogs later. That's true. That at the very end, it's Dog yes. City. Mm-hmm. And there are some dogs in there that you were not expecting. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I was gonna ask you. 
is this like your one of your favorite episodes of the entire series because it's so dog centric? I was thinking that while I was watching. I was like, is Kate loving this because it's like Archie sitting on a couch, like talking about what a good boy Vegas was? Like, I do enjoy that aspect. What I think overrode it was uh, how every thirty seconds a dog was maybe going to die and sometimes did. <laughs> Yeah, you weren't a big fan of that? I understand that, yeah. Yeah, I didn't love the dogs dying. I didn't love when they would say things, like, we'll get there when they were like, what happened to his ears? And then they show the dog, and he has, like, normal, fine ears. Yeah, that dog was <laughs> real that cute. Dog was... And didn't look like he had any deformities. No, because I knew where they were going when they said his ears look messed up, but then I was really confused when his ears were not messed up. Yes. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to there being a new dog on the show who's such a little cutie patootie. Yeah. Bingo. Welcome to yeah. the Riverdale fam. And you know, they really set him up like a mean pit bull with no ears. And then he's just a cute little mutt yeah, with full he's just, ears. He's just a little guy. He's just a little guy just running around doing his stuff. Just a real good boy. Yeah, a real good boy hiding in that closet. Why do you have to find a place to hide? We figured it out. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into it. So the first scene is Archie fighting in World War One in the trenches. Yes, World War One, and then we see Jackson lose his legs. And this scene was so much. It was a lot, actually. It was so some of my friends at work are actually watching currently and they uh -huh. wanted to talk to me about it this morning. And they were like, those war scenes were a lot they were like they were like they were so crazy and overwhelming they were like a step below band of brothers yes certainly but with adding that actor who plays jackson did lose it like was this traumatizing like he didn't lose his legs in world war one but i was like this is much it is it is it's a lot agreed 100 percent uh but i mean that's probably was part of like them talking with that actor about doing this role right i should hope yeah but remember we're watching riverdale that's right so who knows how responsible they were about yep. it yeah i assume that any ptsd line storyline was going to be absolutely fumbled well and it was not as bad as i was expecting no it, i agree with you <laughs> it did feel to me a little like an issue of the week and oh, we'll yeah. see if it comes back Absolutely or if that's going to be like that. Yeah, exactly. It's not like in like... Very serious issues beyond PTSD too. And I was like, I'm glad they're talking about this. It's too bad. It will never be addressed again. Yeah, like are we going to get a little coda on this in like three episodes from Archie being like, I'm feeling a lot better from talking to someone at the VA. And I've decided I'm not going to run to people's houses in the middle of the night and beat the shit out of them anymore, which is a very upsetting thing that Archie does all the yeah. time and has been doing for seasons upon seasons, even before he was in a war. Just want to yeah. say. Mm -hmm. I feel like a real good, good American good boy Archie storyline would it be him fixing the backups of, at the VA. Just totally. like the like lengthy lines and how everything's still done on paper but no no no, no that's not exciting enough for Riverdale no uh because 
what is also happening on this show is we've got Betty and Tabitha, the dream team, mm-hmm. following a truck that just uh, – they're following this truck, and it ends up being a random dude – which just sort of sets up that they're looking for this killer and sort of doing it in a real, in a real kind of rando way. Uh, and now a few things about this thrill that like Betty and Tabitha are like this, like mystery solving duo at this point. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just have to like forget that like three episodes ago, Tabitha chained Jughead to the table and that that was just like an insane, absolutely psychotic thing to do. And that Tabitha's like a normal character again on the show who's behaving more like she was when we met her. Also, Betty is off the rails. Well, well, I wanted to get into that next. Totally, totally, totally. Like, I'm not like, and Betty's doing great. Like, it's more just like, it's we're just like oh well their dynamic seems like an actual like normal dynamic between two people which is rare for this show you know what i mean it feels like though tabitha could be a fucking weirdo and we're just not noticing because she's like a grounded weirdo yes a grounded weirdo who loves to chain people to tables yeah i wish that during their drug trip two episodes ago jughead had wandered back in and chained her to the table i been like see how you like it and then left he came in it was like yikes yeah. And did that and then, like, left again? Yeah. <laughs> back to looking for Jughead. He just said that, like, he was like, I came back and realized I was better off without you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is too much for me. When I take maple mushrooms, I don't sing songs from hair and look at a little electric ball for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, yes. Yeah. So so definitely the my immediate thought with Betty is that basically she is now just entrapping men. She's, right. Yeah, she's just she kind of entrapping kind of these guys. Inceptioned with entrapping. Yes, because everybody's entrapping everybody in this scene. Yes, she tries to entrap a driver, and then the driver's like, you're under arrest. And then it's like, he pulls out a little Uno reverse card, and she's like, oh, thwarted. And then she draws four, and then the FBI comes. And her rest, it's her boyfriend, knockoff Adam Driver. Yes, that's right. Fake Adam Driver. Yeah. Dradam Iver. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and he's like, yeah, you're not an FBI lady anymore, Betty. Yeah, you're just, so, stop you should give us that badge. Like, you can't have that badge anymore. Yeah, stop it. And she's like, she like has a little tiff with him. And then this ends with later on in the episode, Betty and her pals doing it again. Which is like, stop it. (laughs) She does it again later, like, even worse. Like, I, Betty. Yes, absolutely. I called her in my notes multiple times, just kept calling her Betty Spaghetti. Oh, Betty Spaghetti. (laughs) felt, for the first time, it really felt right. I agree. Then we have this completely bizarre scene where Cheryl is just out for some sort of midnight stroll through the maple groves. Why is she there? With like an oil lamp? An oil lamp. In the woods? Yeah, like going for like having her like gothic blossom family time, which was felt like it was from a whole other show. And then she sees, I just thought this whole scene was so weird. And then she sees Kevin alone in a completely open part 
of the uh, maple, you know, of like the maple trees. Forest, yeah. Or the forest. Sorry. Thank you for, I forgot the word forest for a moment. Okay. Great job, podcaster Louie. And he has his like hat down and then he sees her and then he runs away. And the whole thing is like so stilted that it almost made me think that Kevin was like hypnotized. I know that's not what ended up happening, but I just didn't understand why he was behaving that way. Like at all. Like I couldn't figure it out. The way it was staged made it seem like they forgot to film the episode and Madeline was on set, but they, uh, Casey was not. So they were like, does he have like a stunt double? And they were like, no. And they were like, well, that PA looks kind of the right size. Yeah, yeah. Like they they plan nine from outer space to him. Like, yeah, like and then Bella they're like, just Gossi, keep, just Edwards, keep Edward's cap doctor with the cape in front of his face, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, just keep just keep the cap low. It'll be fine. No one will notice. Totally. Totally. It was because they felt like they needed this scene to explain things, but boy, did it not help. It didn't help it at all. And also like my you know uh like full disclosure uh my experiences with cruising are pretty few and far between in like this sort of situation like i'm not gonna pretend on my podcast to be mr Epi- mr uh like like cruising expert here but most cruising spots that i know of uh that the community knows about are like sort of out of the way and like hidden from most people's views they're not just like out through a path on someone's private land in the middle of like these open woods like that's not what's happening (laughs) this it was not so much that this was um out of the way with like people as much as it was him alone in the woods where like he got the directions wrong and no one was going to show up totally and he's like he's an old hand at this he's been cruising since he was a teenager but apparently he's just terrible at it so you know kevin if you think that it's going to be gratifying for you to have encounters with dudes you never need to see again in a cruisy situation i more power to you but i hope you get better at it for your own sake of having hot sexy times with random dudes you know yeah yeah yep. <laughs> and then and then the nice little period on the sentence is cheryl calling him kevin of finland which i loved i loved uh it's amazing if you don't know the reference just look up tom of finland on the internet and if you're under 18 don't do not do it (laughs) you're not allowed i'm not suggesting you do that (laughs) turn on safe search so you just get like the wikipedia yeah exactly so you don't but the reference is awesome and it's very important and then once you read that Wikipedia, if you are open to it, you sh- can turn off that safe search and there will be quite a bit of information. Yes, there will be. <laughs> and there was a movie about him, like a biopic that came out a few years ago that was very good. Who, I, was Tom Hardy in that? Ah, uh, I no, I think it was I think it was a foreign film. I don't think there were any big actors in it. Um, okay. but I, I saw it. Happening. I saw it. It was lovely. And it was really, a, it was a, it was a very interesting movie. It was really cool. Anyway, <laughs> so then the main thing I want to say about the next scene is Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the new sponsor for Riverdale. 
all capital letters. I put it all in capital letters too in my notes. Send me a scratch. All I took away, I don't know what they were talking about. Like, I have no idea what happened in that scene. I was so It was just absorbed. basically, it was basically just like them being like, wow, the VA sure is being no help to Eric. Oh boy, that's a problem. And then it's just like, them just eating this big old box of cinnamon toast crunch promotional consideration considered by cinnamon toast crunch yeah and like right before the scene ended archie like really paused and was like why do kids love the taste of cinnamon toast crunch <laughs> he did and then the, and then those three animated chefs came out from the 80s and they did a dance around archie and it was really weird it was really weird and oddly the most in character scene of the episode the most in character scene of the episode that's correct <laughs> so then we have Ronnie, uh, who's, uh, it, it took a, a second for me to understand what she was doing, but what she was doing is she was brokering. She was trying to get new clients to, to use her as a broker. At first yeah. I thought she was just purchasing, doing, making new investments herself on the phone. I thought that she was trying to get people to buy into her jewelry business. Yeah, that's fair because that makes sense because that's what her character has been about the last few episodes. But no, this she's pulling a 180 and she needs collateral right now to make up for her fuck stick of a husband losing yeah. all of her money, which is – uh, you know, a totally frustrating thing that's happening on the show that it, like makes me sad for Veronica's character, like genuinely. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, then um, Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl's into church now. Cheryl's so into this ministry, and also like this is just another fucking sex negative Riverdale scene. Where cruising is just known to be very bad, and the only reason why you would cruise is if you were sad about something, you know, you were broken or damaged in some way, as opposed to Kevin just being like, you know, Cheryl, I do this because sometimes it's really fun for me, and then I go home and go, that was fun, and go to sleep, like, which is a lot of gay guys, you know, yeah. uh, but instead, it's just a big problem, he misses fangs. Uh, you know so he's been oh, cruising he's not interested in this church because it's a classic blossom scam which yeah it is it is it's that's correct also he's also not interested in this church because it's just the farm plot sort of rehashed again in a weird way so it's you know, goth farm it is it's goth it's red goth farm absolutely <laughs> so then Betty and Tabitha think of a just a fabulous idea. <laughs> yeah, Kate's taking deep breaths so that she can say this out loud. Uh, they want to bring the lonely, lonely highway to Pops. This is once again like entrap more men. It kind of yep. feels like, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're gonna through like... the art, the art of. Tyra Banks smash hit Coyote, uh, Coyote Ugly. Yes, absolutely. And it was funny how much this episode mentioned Coyote Ugly. Like, as, like, a reference point. Instead of being, like, we'll just all dance sexy in the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it... I mean, I guess they wanted to be, like, clear that this was going to be, like, a PG-13 strip club, which is Coyote Ugly. But, uh... I don't know that the regular Riverdale audience remembers the film Coyote Ugly. Yeah, and then they also specified that later again, where they were like, everybody's going to have their clothes on, but blah, 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 you know what I mean? So yeah. it was just a lot. It was a lot. 
yeah. <laughs> so then we learn that Bingo, the dog, is oh, but his name isn't Bingo yet. He's just a nice dog. Right. Get, he doesn't get, get the name. This is the yet. first appearance of this nice little dog. Yes. And they, you know, they're basically proposing that he's going to be a support animal. And I think that's lovely. And I think it's very nice. It's, it's something they could really use. Yeah, I think that actually every character on the show could use a support animal, oh, quite boy. frankly. And then over the Riverdale logo, I just want to comment on this. There was like a cacophony of dogs barking, which was an, an, a choice. <laughs> an unclear choice at that point, which was then later not explained. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> so then we're back from our break. And then uh, we learn that, you know, this, we learn that Vegas has died. Which, okay, so I wrote that I don't know that they needed to explain that dogs don't live 20 years, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I had not questioned Vegas not being there because I've uh, met dogs. Yeah, and we understand that dogs' lifespans are different than humans' lifespans. Yeah. And I'm guessing that most of the people who watch the show understand that, too, because the show yeah. isn't for, like, five-year-olds. Yeah, it seems like maybe Frank didn't, but Frank also thought that dog had messed up ears, so. That's true. <laughs> Frank was like, what happened but, to your dead dog? Yeah, that's Yeah, fast. they were like, what's up with the ears? And Frank was like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, dog fighting. And then it was, but also that dog was not a fighter <laughs> no that dog was a little cute boy yeah. uh, but but i i th it was interesting like i guess they were trying to tie some sort of like loss archie was experiencing from the dog into sort of his feelings of loss from the war which then came became a little more of a you know like specific plot point later on mm -hmm. in the show but uh i i do feel that sort of this was played sort of weirdly fast and loose. I didn't totally understand like why it was happening the way it was happening. You know, it felt like they were like this episode was maybe a little short, and they decided to pad it with what happened to Vegas, <laughs> and that maybe every ep other episode should have some stuff erroneously cut and then padded back in because it seemed to work. <laughs> Do you think so? I, it works for me liking the episode, not for actual quality. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, the episode had a bit of a better pace to it, so you might be right yeah. about that. It wasn't just, like, throwing all this shit all over the place and then nothing eventually ends up happening. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Uh, yep. So, <laughs> so Ronnie is only one broker, and she's having a hard time convincing clients to... Hold on, real quick. Uh -huh. Right before this scene, we do learn the name of Cheryl and Penelope's church. Oh, I apologize. I missed it. Please go for it. Our Lady of Perpetual Maple. Oh, of course it is. Yes. Which just... It makes sense. Yeah, but it also doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, it's when you include those, uh, like, nouns and adjectives together, it doesn't. Like, Perpetual Maple. Oh. Yeah, Perpetual Maple. Yeah. So is it, like, paganistic? <laughs> like, are they worshipping maple trees? Yeah. But also during the scene, a very important name popped up in the credits. Yes. And we will get to that name. But when oh, I saw it, who, still baby? my beating heart. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, boy. It's probably clear to our regular listeners exactly yes. here. Yes. <laughs> so then we have um, 
you know, Veronica as this as this Glengarry Glen Ross. Glengarry, yeah, she's Glengarry Glen Rossing it, and then Reggie is like, I want to do it too, and that's fine. But we did have an entire episode that was just last week about how Reggie is now partners with his father at this car dealership which apparently he's not anymore or he's just completely ignoring for this episode yep he just decides he's he's a closer yeah he's a closer now this is what he does and he Art, doesn't, uh, yeah he doesn't need to help his dad anymore despite nope. the fact they're equal partners reggie just always Mantle be closing yeah reggie always be closing yeah absolutely <laughs> oh man <laughs> So then they're like suggesting, then they're like pitching to Fangs that they turn the bar into like strip clubville. Into Coyote, Coyote Ugly. Ugly that they call Wild Foxes. Fangs loves it immediately. Fangs is like, yeah, let's do it. Woo! He's not like, mm. I'm the owner of this bar, and there's reasons why I think it might not be a great idea. Like, no, nothing like that. Fangs is no. just on board right away. Yep. Um, which is so funny. And then also, like, he's like, where are we going to get hot ladies? And then they're like, it's going to be all of us. And it's like, yes, it's true. You're all really, really attractive and what's happening here with that. But Fangs wouldn't notice. No, Fangs wouldn't notice because Fangs is gay and doesn't understand female conventional attractiveness. No, he, because of he that. is he is both blind and gay. He's blind. So he, oh, I didn't so know he he's can't blind. See, yeah, yes, he can't, he can't see. see he can't see attractiveness. Nope. So then we learn about this dog in the war named Bingo, and how Bingo died, and then they need a new dog, and that's kind of all I want to say about that at this point. Yeah, well, is this the scene where we, like, hear Bingo, or am I jumping? Because it looks like I'm jumping. What do you mean where we hear Bingo? Oh, when they're, like, back in the trenches. Oh, no, 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 that's later. That's later. Yeah. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, Reggie closed his sale, whoopty fuck, so now he's going to be fucking Wolf of Wall Street over here. Great. Yeah, he's uh, joined Pearls and Posh. The... Yes, Pearls and Posh, the name for this thing that may never be mentioned again on the show. Yes. Uh, of course, for the Precious Gemstone and the Spice Girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then we have Kevin having a chat uh with Cheryl about oh no no that already happened now mm -hmm. it's Kevin confessing his feelings to Fangs and saying that breaking up with him was a bad idea mm -hmm. and yeah the reason why I felt okay about this happening on the show is because when it did go down it did feel like a bad idea and was very rushed and weird mm -hmm. uh so yeah but like if I were Fangs, I wouldn't really be waiting around for Kevin either after that really strange, immature breakup. Yeah. Uh, and then who's in there with Fangs? Who's in there? Who gets you one are, line? You are skipping. You are skipping so far ahead. Oh, really? What did I, I think, miss? Oh, maybe you're not. No, 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 no you're no, not. I've got it. Because all I wrote was love this. And I wasn't remembering what I loved, but it's very clear what I loved. What you loved is there's our man. He's back, finally. He's got a baguette. He's got a baguette. He seems to just be in, 
in a, in a lovely place to be dating him. Actually, he's got a baguette. They're having wine and cheese together. He's what doing a, great for himself. What a charming, nice thing. It's Moose Marmaduke Mason. We love to see him. And he looked so cute with his long hair and his beard. So cute. Like, this was top-notch moose. This is, yeah, this is top-notch moose. And we saw this him for moose. one shot. And they gave that, that actor one line, and it was great. And I really hope we get more of him this season. Oh, I was a little bit like, oh, this is going to get real hot between the three of them. And then it didn't, but, like, I was really aiming for it. Maybe that'll end up happening. Maybe this season will end with the three of them being a thruple. I'd yeah. be totally into that. Uh, and then I wrote in my notes, and normally I don't quote my notes, but I do feel it's important. I wrote in my notes, more moose, less war. <laughs> Just want to say. Now we are in war, and not only are they playing war um, in their war costumes, but we have to listen to a dog dying for a very long time. Yep, pretty upsetting. Yeah. But but I, I do want to say that this scene with Archie wanting to go out and rescue the dog on the battlefront, this feels like a real Archie thing to do in a mm-hmm. way that feels like very classic comics. Uh, yeah. that I like that he would try to he put he put like this this animal first before him and then when we have the big reveal later on it like makes a lot of sense why he would be yeah. behaving this way in this scene so that, that's it also fine. what does throw me about it that is on Archie a little bit is that Jackson makes it very clear that like if Archie doesn't save the dog he's also actively not saving Jackson. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So Yeah, Archie's stuck in this bad situation where he needs to leave this dog out on the battlefield to die. Yeah. And then it ends up being a man, everybody. I'm spoiling it. It ends up being another soldier like Jackson. Yep. And to be clear, as much as I love dogs, humans are more important generally. Humans are more important than dogs. That is true. Yeah. So then this cute little new dog bingo so cute. Is, is missing but then it ends up being like one of those like classic riverdale false cliffhangers because we come back and he was hiding in the closet and we learned that right away so earlier in the episode when they got the dog frank said he was by a dumpster and i was like were there puppies in the dumpster and then that's when what he i was thinking too i was wondering if maybe they made a mistake and the dog was a woman <laughs> And, and they were going to bring pregnant. it to the puppies in her closet. Yeah, I was convinced that's it was going to be a girl dog. That's what I thought was happening as well. Absolutely. Yeah, and then yeah. it was just the dog hanging out in the closet. It wasn't. Yeah, anything. no, the dog was hiding in the closet. Why is he hiding? Well, clearly it's because he's a dog fighting dog, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, so the, in this next scene, this was a big you know, scene with the two of them, uh, with Reggie and Veronica selling all these stocks and getting all these investors, and it's, like, real hot and really exciting. And to be honest, pardon my yawn, everybody listening, I apologize. (laughs) To be honest, I was feeling a big sexual tension between Veronica and Reggie, and I'm wondering if maybe... Yeah, it's been building for quite some time. Yeah, do you think they're going to get back together? I don't know. Yeah, and, and then I hope we, that helps. Yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. And then we learn that Sodale is fake. Yeah. 
Sodale is totally fake, which is a new develop. It's it's a new plot point that is interesting and kind of fun mm-hmm. and compelling. Especially because they hadn't brought up Sodale in quite some time. That's true. If you remember that Sodale was a thing on the show, good for you. Because yeah, it hasn't been brought up sort of close to the beginning of the season. So now they're trying to convince investors to pull out of Sodale and invest in pearls and posh instead get their stocks which is actually a good that's a smart thing to be doing it's a good move. it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're both we both understand stock brokering so we can confidently say this is a good idea yeah this uh we are giving investment advice on this show now yes. and we're experts and are allowed to do that i did eventually figure out what was going on with gamestop so like you're welcome yeah exactly exactly and i just bought 20 dollars worth of cryptocurrency Ooh. Mm-hmm. so then we learned that bingo's a dog fighting dog which of course naturally means that archie's gonna go to this dog fighter's house and kick the shit out of him which is a just a nightmare unfolding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everyone <laughs> you go just veronica's bibble babble about like your ROI, blah, 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 and then like Hiram being on the other end of the phone, and Hiram saying he'll do an FOH of Friends of Hiram. Like it's all like this is all kooky cartoon business time. That's yeah, all. and then and then everyone's answering phones and they start singing Telephone Hour. <laughs> is that from a musical? <laughs> That's the opening to Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, nice, 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 nice. I just didn't remember. <laughs> awesome. They're all like calling each other and like, did you hear about Hugo and Kim? Did they really get to? I can sing the whole thing, but I'm not going to. Oh, You're- that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but the thing that's interesting about this is that, you know, Veronica and Reggie, this little investment company they're forming. They're not cheating these people. They're not doing anything wrong. So really, you know, they are the better group to go with compared to Hiram, who is cheating these people out of their money. Yeah. Now, what are they investing in? I think just different stocks and stuff that Veronica thinks are good. Different portfolios. (laughs) Things Veronica likes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because she has an eye for business. She's so, the she-wolf of Wall Street. She's the she-wolf of Wall Street. So they're just they're just investing with her. She's like a broker again. Okay. It's great for her. And that's so they're investing in. <laughs> yep. They're investing in themselves emotionally. That's and that's right. really worth it. That's what's important. It's the friends they make along the way. That's, that's what they're right. investing in. <laughs> So we, so Coyote Ugly, we're, or, yeah, we're there. We're there. It's so pitch perfect Coyote Ugly, and I didn't need that at all. <laughs> I know. It's like, here's our tribute to something that nobody remembers fondly. <laughs> I feel like I, I will disagree in that I feel like everyone, a lot, a lot of people, not everyone do remember it fondly, but haven't seen it recent enough to realize that they're wrong to remember it fondly. Really? Do people remember it fondly from that era? Because I remember it being a thing that was around and nobody that I knew really caring about it at all. (laughs) I think I was at the right age for it to be like a little bit grown up. Yeah. But like you're still allowed to see it. Ooh, Coyote Ugly. Ooh. Yeah, it was. And it had that great 
Samantha Mumba song that we all that was Samantha Mumba, right? Doesn't matter. No one here is going to be like, of course, I remember Samantha Mumba. <laughs> and also, this is also just in this act break here. This is where the show just takes like a major 180. And I just want to yeah. point that out in that all the characters are doing their own little things. Like, especially I want to point out Cheryl and Veronica. Cheryl's like a holy woman now. Mm-hmm. And is now dancing on a bar, on a like on a bar, and yeah. Veronica has been working all day doing a totally adult, grown-up job thing to do, which is like, yeah, like very like smart and good for her character to be doing, and then is like fucking in a skimpy outfit singing and dancing on a bar. It's it's I know people can be multifaceted, but this felt like a real hard switch to me. Yeah. Now, do you think they practice? Or were they like, you take this first, you take this first, you take this first? Did they like text each other early in the day? Like, this is the one song we're going to do. And then, so you need to make sure you know the words. I think there is a big email chain about it. Yeah, I don't even remember what song it was. Where Betty was like, hi, everybody. Thanks for helping me with my entrapment scheme. Now, here's who's going to need FBI jackets, and here's who's going to need this, and here's who's going to need this. Yeah. Or they were impersonating, you know, they were impersonating FBI. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so, like, I feel like this is just sort of an, an overall thing at this point in the show. Now that they're grown women with their own lives them like stopping everything for a musical number feels like even more weird than it did when they were teenagers right like it feels really strange now it feels like there was an snl sketch that i think about all the time all the time when zach efron hosted where he played troy bolton who came back to speak at the graduation of the high school and he has to explain to the kids that not every high school practices songs to do together and that it seems like they're really good at basketball but apparently they play in some sort of musical theater league and that when you're walking around campus excited and scared and you start singing a song called excited and scared people don't join in (laughs) and this is what that feels like is that Riverdale is some sort of east side high situation where like they go out it's like oh this isn't like a universe it's like a place <laughs> yeah totally it's like i know that there was musical numbers on sabrina as well but it's like sabrina's the show where the magic happens riverdale's the place where all the singing happens like, yeah yeah it's like just like a different form of magic yeah absolutely so uh then you know fbi uh, they're impersonating again, uh, and they seem to catch this guy, but then he's just a meat delivery guy. Which was clear to me the moment it, they saw the blood of the trailer. I was like, I was going to be like a cow. Yes. <laughs> so, but, but you know, but they did a really great job. They got everybody's names and everybody's driver's license numbers. So now they have all this quote unquote recon. So mm-hmm. they can start investigating all the truckers. So I guess they did their thing. And then we had a dreadful scene, absolutely dreadful, where Archie murders this man, <laughs> like, with just the most wet-sounding sound effects ever. And a very loud, he put on the brass knuckles very loudly. 
Yes, he did. Oh, it was my like, God. Clink, 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 and then like mush. Yeah, that was fucking awful. Uh, and then uh, Betty is talking to one guy who's who's left, mm-hmm. and um, she sees that he has a blood truck. So she knows that she has to get in the truck with him, but she pauses right. to she pauses to text Tabitha, her partner in crime. And and Tabitha then, looks at her phone and goes, Betty Spaghetti, bad idea. Yeah, she goes, okay, I'll follow this blood truck. And then Betty's, you know, in the car with him. And there is a moment where I'm like, oh, that, this might ju- just actually be a nice guy. <laughs> I was kind of hoping it would be. It'd be like, me, oh, another false me, lead for Betty too. Spaghetti. Me too. Part of me wanted to be like, and then that's when Betty decided to stop this like weird tactic of just entrapping different truckers. But instead, she's got a live one who Looney Tunes style is somehow able to just produce a chainsaw from nowhere. So before the chainsaw, so she like hits him with the door and he passes out and she turns her back to text Tabitha and I'm like, you fucking idiot, keep your eyes on him. And of course, then she like gets off the phone with Tabitha and turns around and he's not there. And then, yes, he produces a chainsaw. Yes, like from thin air. And he's going after her with the chainsaw. Uh-huh. Uh, Riverdale chainsaw massacre. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, then um, it was satisfying to see Betty kick kick his ass, I feel like, a little bit. It was kind of nice. Yeah. And then uh, Tabitha, uh, you know, drives up in her very nice car. And they've caught this man. And now we get to learn what's going on with this chainsaw killer maybe because also that is not resolved this episode that is true that is true we'll see what ends up happening yeah not this episode but in the next few episodes hopefully so then we learn that bingo was a person who's first of all whose name was bingo which was a little odd Mm -hmm. uh and is never really explained but okay uh and archie sort of made a decision that bingo was a dog because Archie is also doing poorly from being back from the war and that's okay. And I feel bad for him. I guess it's, yeah. to say it's a that. coping mechanism that makes sense. It is a coping mechanism that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and definitely the whole idea that Archie's having a hard time realizing he can't save everyone. Yeah. That is like pretty inherent to the core of like who this character is through different iterations. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And then and then Archie had a moment I just want to point out where he says that everything to himself is feeling wrong and everybody in Riverdale is so awful and why is he trying to save the town and what's he doing? Like he's having this real moment of doubt. And to me, it felt like just another moment that I'm like, yeah, because you're a wholesome comic book character that's stuck in the wrong kind of show, buddy. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? And it's straining on you or on your psyche because you really should just be going out for mal- malted milkshakes with your gals and figuring out who you're who you're dating, who you're taking to the prom, buddy. You know, like the show is is just so beyond that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So we have this sh- scene, another another scene between Cheryl and Kevin. Yes, because this is a real Cheryl Kevin heavy episode. Yeah, and Kevin, who 
he so he explains to Cheryl Fuller, he wins like teacher of the year and is like, I don't want it because this isn't who I thought I'd be. But if I go back to the beginning of this season, like he didn't go back to Riverdale because things weren't working out. He like chose to be there. That's what I thought as well. Absolutely. He wasn't like he him and Fangs were back in Riverdale because they graduated school and they wanted to like be back in their community doing stuff. So yeah, yeah, if Kevin wants to go to New York and try his hand at being a theater person, that's an understandable thing to want to do. Yeah, it is. It's also like, it seemed like the way he was presenting that was that he was being like, he was expecting to be in Riverdale and also be like an important theater person as though Riverdale had like a big theater scene. Well, Riverdale has does have a big theater scene because it's musical numbers all the time in Riverdale. Right. And people do get murdered during them. During them so. Yes, that's right. Which makes it very important. That's right. Uh, so then Cheryl's like, I know what'll cheer you up. And then somehow she's it fucking entrapped him in uh, in becoming the AD of this fake church, which is a real hard left from kevin going to the service at the beginning of the episode and being like this i don't think this is for me thank you we before we get into this we do jump a scene which has like one of my biggest problems with the episode sure my apologies they do bring all the dogs that um uh archie wrestled away from that man to Mm -hmm. the boxing center and they have like a little adoption event and all of these former fighting dogs are like very small, including a very prominently placed corgi. Yes, there was a corgi. Yes, there was like a very prominent corgi when they're like these fighting dogs, and the dog's just like wiggling its and butt. The dog was like bork bork bork. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> like I mean, insurance wise, it's probably harder to cast some pit bulls, but like. I don't think that's true. There's a lot of acting dogs that look like those sorts of guard dogs, like that are on TV and movies. Like we see them all the time. Yeah, I I imagine like, well, but they'd have to get like several, but they didn't even get one. No, it's all like, it's like the cute, it's like cute town over there, which, which I have to admit, I didn't mind. (laughs) Oh no, I love seeing those animals, but they're also the type of animals where like people have them race as a joke because they're not good at it. Yes, that is correct. Or like when they have like the dog agility events, they have like the dogs who are really fast and then just like that one stubborn dog that everyone loves. And like those were these dogs. Yes. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm glad I'm glad we we broke that one down. That that was necessary. And I was thinking similar stuff when I was watching it. Mainly I was just distracted by that corgi. I was like, oh it was was great. So then then the, then so we, we have do the, have this Kevin scene. The church. Now Kevin's the artistic director of the church, which feels like not a something Kevin would want to do this at was all. The biggest when we were talking about people having total character 180s between yes. like one act to the next, this was it. And then then they're gonna sing a song from Jesus Christ Superstar. Why did and, he agree to this? And the whole thing is like a disaster like this is a bad musical number it's a bad choice in my opinion mm-hmm. uh they need to stop letting Mad- madeline petch sing uh nothing Twice against this Madel- episode. nothing against madeline petch but she's just she's not the strongest singer of the bunch 
Uh, Casey Cott is a good singer, but I don't think this song did him any favors. Also, the turtleneck he was wearing was unflattering. <laughs> it there, was it was a mess. This, this scene, scene was a real was, mess. It was so unnecessary. And did they even do like a lot of times when they do the musical numbers, they like cut between things. But this was really just like. They did because they, they the cut show. they cut to a scene where Kevin and Fangs talk about how they want to be friends and how they kind right. of resolve it. They kind of resolve it. And that's fine, you know. Yeah. Uh and then another thing that they do in this scene that I just really want to point out as well is they do a beautiful and glamorous candle dance. <laughs> it was so I don't I feel like it's been a very long time since we focused on like the actual choreography of music number like this and why is this the one they picked yes and also just like like the 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 choice for them to like hold those lit candles and like intertwine them and stuff was so strange this whole thing like who okay yeah is he like part of the church now or is he like that person who plays organ at a church because there's not another organist in town and they're like, I want to play, so I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Well, it... well, a lot of musicians get very good regular gigs at churches, you know, being yeah. chorus directors or being piano accompanists, like all that stuff. Like, you know, uh, it's a, it's a very good job now? to get as a as a working musician. So, yeah, I guess he has this job now as the quote unquote artistic director of the church, which is a also... real thing feels like he's actually just like very into church well he just seems to be into church no matter how bad the church is for him because this isn't the first cult he got involved in remember? that's true yeah so you know this is just sort of same old same old for kevin uh and then we get the va calls very early in the morning at the end of this musical number hold on yes right before that happens there is a scene with Reggie and Veronica and the That's cell right. phone, the cell phone they are using to make these deals is 80, 1985 car phone. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that yet. Yeah, it has a retractable antenna. Yep. Which I, as a child, loved playing with on our cordless phone. And my dad would always say, Louie, don't play with the antenna. Which is yep. correct. Yeah. Pulling it out if and you pushing played... it back in. Yep. You had to stand. It was cordless, but you still had to stand kind of close. Yep. It was barely cordless. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> with a giant antenna. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then... <laughs> Then the VA calls early in the morning and Archie in a real show of growth admits that he needs help as well, mm -hmm. which is good. And I'm glad the VA's reached out and I hope that they get the help they need. And I hope that it's addressed on the show, but it won't be. And no. that's this episode of Riverdale. Yay. So who was on your crush list and power list this week? Go for it. We'll do powerless yeah. first mm -hmm. uh of course it started with vegas but we do have a new number two with bingo parentheses dog i think you need to call vegas dead vegas now i think that's how it works no i don't okay. think so okay okay um but i did need to clarify that it was bingo the dog and not bingo the person yes yes um and then i felt betty mm -hmm. who, and then cheryl mm -hmm. and then veronica they were all driving their plots and only Veronica's was worth it. I had the same list. <laughs> it was Betty, Veronica, and Cheryl. Yay! Yeah. 
The women are doing it. <laughs> yeah. They and who's sure on your crush list? Well, number one is Moose. Yeah. The doy. Yeah. Uh, and then Reggie this episode. Yeah, he was very cute and smarmy. Absolutely. Yeah. And then Tabitha, because I was like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Cheryl also, I didn't put her on my list, but she had a, for multiple scenes, like this really low cut top that was too much. Oh, too much I chest. Too much do chest. Do you want to say, though, beautiful cape? Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we are a fan of a good red cape on this show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my crush list, Moose, number one, of course. Mm-hmm. And then she only gets one line on the show, but I thought she was looking real good and hanging back there. Alice. I was gonna, I was, yeah, Alice is great this episode, despite her just slinging drinks. Yeah, Alice was just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do my thing. And then last on my crush list, bingo. What a little the person of the dog. The the dog. Bingo the okay. dog. What a little cutie. He's I have a big crush on him. He's my new dog husband. And I don't mean that in a creepy sex way. I mean that in a nice cute dog way. Yes. <laughs> All right, on that note. Next what week is going on next week. The night gallery. Oh, cool. Episode uh, 90. Episode 90, the night gallery. I wonder if it's going to be hmm I wonder if it's going to be just a regular episode or if they're going to do something special for their 90th. Oh, my, do- my doorbell is ringing. Give me a moment. I know it's yeah. my Roomba. Marty's getting my new Roomba for me. Yay. Yay. Have you seen, did you ever see fucking identical twins at UCB? No, no. Because Their characters were Roomba part salesmen. They don't sell the Roombas, just the parts. That's very funny. And it's like the funniest thing to me now, however many years later, is still that line about how they don't sell the Roombas, just the parts. <laughs> All right. So episode 90, Night Gallery, what's happening in it? No idea. I didn't see it. I watch on the app and it doesn't give me a little preview next week. So well, I got a little preview and at one point they're going to have that killer tied up in a basement where they're going to torture him. So get excited do you think for they, that. Oh, I was going to say, do you think they get the real killer? But I guess you mean that guy they hit with a wrench? That's who I mean. Yes. Okay. The they hit with the wrench. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. Thank you to our editor, Angeli Mercado. And our theme songwriter. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, who, as per usual, has her hands full with us. (laughs) (laughs) Very fastest turnaround time in Hollywood. That's right. We we don't deserve her. That's correct. (laughs) Um, With the theme songs by Louis Aronowitz, who's very active on TikTok these days. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to start following him. Follow Louis Aronowitz on TikTok if you're a fan of this podcast. Uh, Awesome. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Reach out to us if you have your own take on the episode or anything we didn't notice. We'd love to talk about it. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're happy to chat with you. I'm Louie Perlman. I'm Kate Batter. Bye. Bye.